Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Good morning. Polar plunge. Frigid temperatures now blanketing much of the country and Al's tracking the growing threat of a major winter storm, a powerful weekend nor'easter that could bring significant snow, winds and flooding to the East Coast. The timing and your full forecast straight ahead. Take a hike. The Fed expected to announce today that it will raise interest rates with the economy and the stock market in turmoil and record inflation forcing Americans to dig deeper. What this key decision could mean for you and your bills in the weeks ahead. Enormous consequences. President Biden issues a direct warning to Vladimir Putin, saying the Russian leader could be personally sanctioned if Russian troops invade Ukraine. This will be the largest invasion since World War II. It would change the world. The Pentagon bracing for conflict with U.S. weapons arriving in the country overnight. Richard Engel is there live. Those stories plus showdown at Spotify. Music icon Neil Young taking on the streaming service and its controversial podcaster Joe Rogan. Just ahead, why the legendary rock star is threatening to pull his songs. And Cooperstown calling. Yes! Beloved Red Sox slugger David Ortiz heading to baseball's Hall of Fame, the only player elected this year, marking the end of the line for other big-name stars. The reaction from fans and Big Poppy's big celebration today, Wednesday, January 26, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to you today. It's Wednesday morning, and we're really glad you started it with us. We were trying to get David Ortiz to join us live, <laughs> but he may be partying because it was a big, oh, big yeah. night for him. A big, he has a huge smile from his playing days. It was on full display. He got that Hall of Fame news. <laughs> of course, there was also some controversy over this year's vote. We're going to get into all of it just ahead. All right, but we want to begin this morning with a bitter cold across much of the country. A lot of folks feeling it. The Midwest is dealing with that. Also, heavy snow over. Yeah, here's a look at what millions are waking up to this morning. Parts of the upper Midwest in New England facing sub-zero temperatures. Wind chills reaching negative 45 Ugh. degrees in some spots. Another concern is a storm system that's expected to develop off the Carolinas, and it could become a potent nor'easter just in time for the weekend. Al's got your forecast details, but let's get started with NBC's Shaquille Brewster. He's in Des Moines this morning. Hi, Shaq. Morning. Good morning, guys. I can confirm it is bitterly cold outside right now. I'll tell you, I brought a thermometer and the needle's right around zero, but the real temperature is about five below. But when you add in the wind chill, it gets much colder than that. It's not just here in Iowa, but really across the region, some people waking up to their coldest temperatures of the season. This morning from Kansas to Michigan, a midweek blast of cold pummeling the Midwest. Millions under winter weather alerts. Bitter temperatures and brutal winds pack a serious one-two punch. Advisories issued when it's dangerously cold. 15 to 30 minutes, that's it, for exposed skin. Extreme wind chills making it feel well below zero. 
negative 20 in Chicago, negative 28 in Minneapolis, and 35 below zero in Duluth. The frigid temperatures in Minnesota bringing the coldest sunrise of the season over Lake Superior. The view from above showing snow quickly accumulate across the Great Lakes. Look at all the snow! Further west, another dangerous cold front moving in, dumping heavy snow up to 25 inches across Colorado. Many forced to brave the elements as snow blanketed the region. The wintry mess also creating dangerously blinding conditions on the road. A major interstate shut down Tuesday all the way to the Kansas border, with multiple vehicles spinning out of control, snarling traffic, and leaving drivers stranded. And speaking of that snow, the National Weather Service is saying they're becoming more confident in a potential and significant East Coast snowstorm. But until then, I'll tell you this Arctic chill, this Arctic air is heading directly to you guys in New York. Savannah. Okay, Shaq, looks cold out there. Go warm up. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, let's bring in Mr. Roker. A lot of people wondering about timing. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of us are dealing with the cold. I mean, coast to coast, 226 million people below freezing this this morning and right now we've got wind chill advisories or warnings for 31 million people from the plains all the way to New England and down into the Appalachians. Now here's what we're looking at right now. Dangerously cold wind chills. It feels like minus 31 in Minneapolis, minus 16 in Chicago, Memphis. You feel like 12 degrees 11 here in New York City and right on into the weekend. You can look at these bone chilling temperatures 17 on Saturday in Buffalo, 24 in New York City. Saturday it's 25 in Charleston and 35 in, in Nashville. Now, here's this storm. This is the timing of it and what we're what we are expecting. We're watching the models. The European model curves closer to the coast, brings heavy snow from Philadelphia to New England. We're talking blizzard like conditions. The American model a little further to the east. It curves away from the coast. That heavy snowfall is confined right now to uh, coastal New England and maybe a little inland. So what we're looking at when we blend the models together for a snowfall total heavy snow from Portland all the way to Newport, Montauk, just to the west of New York City and down into the Delmarva Peninsula. But guys, the problem right now is the American model for New York City, about two to three inches of snow. The European model, yeah. upwards of 16 inches. So oh, what on. we're looking at right now is waiting to see which model moves yeah. to the other one. But we just want folks to be to be ready for what potentially could be a major snowstorm oh, along wow. the East Coast. Well, as we get closer, I guess mm -hmm. we'll get a better idea, too. Al, thank you exactly. very much. Another big story we're watching closely, efforts to bolster the U.S. economy. Later today, the Federal Reserve could announce it is ready to raise interest rates. This as the nation is still dealing with fallout from the pandemic, supply chain disruptions, and decades high levels of inflation. NBC's Tom Costello joins us with more on that. Hi, Tom. Good morning. And the cold. Boy, yeah, it's all at once, right? We're now entering the third year of dealing with COVID, and it appears the Fed is, in fact, prepared to pull back some of its pandemic relief policies with several interest rate hikes. Stocks, as you know, have been on a bit of a roller coaster the last few weeks as we are still paying more for goods and often waiting longer to get them. In the stock market, it's been a week of whiplash and wild swings with Wall Street at the intersection of concern about COVID, inflation, a beleaguered and stretched supply chain and a potential invasion of Ukraine. Now the Federal Reserve preparing to tame inflation, likely by rolling out a series of interest rate hikes, as many as three or four this year. Hopefully what will happen is a combination of 
getting past this latest wave of the virus, uh, getting people back to work, uh, and reducing the supply bottlenecks, along with somewhat tighter Federal Reserve interest rate policy, should act to bring inflation down over time. That inflation is hitting the hardest on Main Street as the price of food, clothing, cars, and housing continues to climb. One of the biggest drivers of the higher prices we're all paying, disruptions at every level of the supply chain, from Chinese manufacturing plants to gridlocked ports to U.S. store shelves. Whether it's the air transportation to bring goods in, the cost of ocean freight carriers, whether it's truck drivers or it's distribution center workers, everything is costing more. Along with higher prices, longer wait times. Lauren Logan and Charlie Birnbaum operate stores for expecting parents on opposite sides of the country. At Pish Posh Baby in New Jersey, they've tried to adapt. We've completely rehauled their website, um, added features that would help, uh, you know, when we're out of, out of stock for an item that customers can be notified when an item comes back in stock. While at Juvenile Shop in California, new moms are having to plan early. Usually we would tell them to come in in their second trimester, and now we need to uh, tell them, you need to be coming in in your, you know, 12th week of pregnancy, 15th week of pregnancy. Yeah, just a little extra stress during what can already be a pretty stressful time. Back to the stock market. You know, while we have seen some pretty big dips and swings over the last few weeks, context here is important. The last couple of weeks really are just a snapshot. Stocks are still about 30% higher than they were at the high point before the pandemic, Savannah. All right, Tom, thank you very much. Let's move now to the looming crisis at the Russia-Ukraine border. Fearing an invasion by Russian troops could be imminent, the Biden administration is making new moves to prepare. We've got two reports, including NBC's Richard Engel, who is right there on the ground in Ukraine. But let's start with NBC's chief White House correspondent, Peter Alexander, who has the latest from D.C. Hey, Peter, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. With this standoff deepening, President Biden is warning of enormous consequences if Russia invades and saying that he might slap sanctions on Vladimir Putin himself, a rare move to personally target another world leader. As for U.S. troops on standby to head to that region, the president says it's not provocative, but an effort to reassure U.S. allies and that he does not see any troops going into Ukraine. This morning, the U.S. and its European allies are bracing for a possible Russian military assault. The latest American shipment arriving in Ukraine with anti-tank Javelin missiles, launchers, and other weapons to help fend off an invasion. With 8,500 U.S. troops now in a heightened state of alert, President Biden says he could start repositioning them to Eastern Europe before any Russian advance. What would lead to that is what's going to happen, what Putin does or doesn't do. And uh, I may be moving some of those troops in the nearer term just because it takes time. The president says he does not intend to send any of those troops into Ukraine. And the Pentagon is leaving the door open to more deployments to Europe. I certainly would not rule out uh, the possibility that we could be putting additional forces on heightened alert in the coming days and weeks. Even as Russia ramps up military exercises near Ukraine, Moscow is accusing the U.S. and its allies of escalating tensions. President Biden says he would consider personally sanctioning Russian President Vladimir Putin if he invades. If he were to move in with all those forces, it would be the largest invasion since World War II. It would change the world. After meeting with a German chancellor, French President Emmanuel Macron announced he'll push Putin to clarify his intentions in a phone call this Friday.
The Biden administration says it's now working with oil and gas suppliers around the world to boost shipments to Europe in case Russia cuts off that supply. About a third of the European Union's oil and gas comes from Russia. The Senate's top Republican Mitch McConnell offering rare praise for the president's foreign policy, calling the latest steps encouraging. It appears to me the administration's moving in the right direction. And officials here say in addition to sanctions, the U.S. is now considering barring exports of American-made technology and software to Russia, a move that would target key parts of the Russian economy like aerospace and defense, among others, as Vladimir Putin tries to diversify his economy away from oil and gas. Hoda. I'll grab it, Peter. Thank you. We want to turn now to NBC's chief foreign correspondent, Richard Engel, who is reporting for us from inside Ukraine. And good morning. I know you're not far from the front lines there. What is the feeling on how imminent an invasion may be and how are both sides preparing militarily? So the question here on everyone's minds is, where are the front lines? There are those famous trenches in eastern Ukraine that we've reported from before. They're not very far from here. But the way Russian troops are positioned right now and the way that they're moving around with different uh, military exercises seems deliberately designed to keep Ukrainian troops, keep NATO troops confused. There are tr uh, Russian forces to the north of Ukraine, there are Russian forces to the east, also to the south. So the question is, would Russian forces move in from one of those directions, two of the directions, all three of those directions. So in this country, they're trying to potentially uh, prepare for, uh, for, for any scenario that could, uh, that could come from, from three different directions. Well, that's the military the piece time, of it. You're seeing Richard, NATO. Yep. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm just saying um, the people, too. Sorry, I thought you were finishing up there. Please tell us about NATO, but also how the people there are. I just think about how they must feel with uh, it just, the, the tensions must be just um, incredibly unnerving. Absolutely unnerving, and they don't exactly know what to make of it. I'll start with the people first. Uh, the people here are watching this uh, th these this military buildup by Russia, but. On the local media, it's not being talked about very much. The president and the government are telling people to remain calm. They don't want panic. So you're not seeing panic buying. You're not seeing people uh, boarding up their windows. They're trying to go about their lives as normal because that's what the government is telling them to do. This country has been in a state of war, a low-level war with Russia for like the last eight years about, and they think maybe they're just seeing another round of that and, and hoping that it's not going to be a massive escalation. Mm -hmm. And to, to prevent a conflict from jumping out of Ukraine, that's why you're seeing uh, the, the uh, President Biden putting these troops on high alert, potentially sending them to Eastern Europe, and you're seeing multiple NATO countries sending sh uh, ships and fighter jets to the east mm -hmm. to protect Eastern Europe should a conflict happen. And it escape the Ukrainian borders. All right, Richard Engel, sorry for jumping in on you, but I think we got it all in and it's so important. Thank no you. No problem. So, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, 14 minutes past the hour. More to get to. We say good morning to Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, Hoda, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Despite an overall dip in COVID cases nationwide, Omicron is still having a massive impact on hospitals in certain parts of this country. And this morning, work is intensifying on a vaccine specific to that highly contagious variant. Meanwhile, the battle over masks and other COVID mandates rage and spark confusion from coast to coast this morning. NBC national correspondent Miguel Almaguer has the very latest on this. Miguel, good morning to you. 
Craig, good morning. The U.S. is quickly barreling towards another grim milestone. 75 million confirmed infections with more than 2,000 Americans dying every day. But now roughly two years into the pandemic, there is still a bitter debate over how to protect ourselves and what safety measures really make a difference. This morning, an about face. New York's mask mandate is back in place, at least for now. An appellate judge temporarily allowing mandatory face coverings in public spaces, while the state appeals a ruling by a lower court that called it unconstitutional. The seesaw battle impacting schools and businesses in the state of 20 million, one also playing out in other regions across the nation. I am so looking forward to the day to say these are history. We don't have to do this any longer. All of us are. I don't want to keep any requirements for safety in place a day longer than necessary. With Omicron still fueling a pandemic record for hospitalizations, the CDC now confirms the variant severity appears to be lower compared to previous peaks. But because Omicron is so contagious, the volume of sick Americans is overwhelming ERs. New infections this month alone total nearly half as many cases as all of last year. I don't think there's a chance that we're going to eradicate this. We've only done that with one virus, and that's been smallpox. Pfizer is trying to specifically target Omicron, starting clinical trials on a new reformulated vaccine. But even if it's approved by the FDA, the study will take months as pockets of the U.S. already move beyond Omicron's peak. How difficult is it to get ahead of a new variant with a vaccine? If a new variant emerges, um, we can always build vaccines, but they can take several months to build and test. Vaccines always play a really important role, but often not fast enough to deal with a new variant. This morning, an evolving virus as our nation struggles to keep pace with today's pandemic. This morning after the Biden administration lost its battle on vaccine mandates for large businesses in the Supreme Court, the Labor Department is officially withdrawing its request that employees be vaccinated or tested. Corporations like Starbucks had already changed their rules after the Supreme Court's decision. Craig. All right, Miguel Amagare for us this morning. Miguel, thank you. All right, 717, all eyes on Mr. Roker. A lot of weather news. Hey, guys. Well, we've got a calm day out west, so that's good news. Uh, it's a little light snow down through the southern plains. That Arctic chill through the uh, Great Lakes on into the midsection of the country. Plenty of sunshine down through the Gulf, but we've got some rain down through the peninsula of Florida. And that's your latest weather. Next half hour, we're going to explain why climate change may be making a much more strong uh, winter storm. Oh, wow. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, thank Al. you. Coming up inside, a major face-off at Spotify on one side. Legendary rocker Neil Young on the other. Spotify and its most popular and controversial podcaster, Joe Rogan. This morning, the COVID concerns that have the music icon demanding his songs be removed from the platform. Plus, another concern tied to the pandemic, shark attacks. As more people travel and head back to beaches looking for a break from this bitter cold, Carrie Sanders is looking into that for us. But first, this is today but on not NBC. In the water. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. 
Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 7.30 Wednesday morning. It's the 26th day of January 22. We thought you needed to see this. All right, it's icy cold on the East Coast and in much of the country, but there are big snowstorms expected in the days ahead. But let's just look at this. Let's soak <laughs> it in. Lauderdale by the sea, Florida. The waves, uh, the warm air on your skin. I mean, can I you mean, someone can, can wear shorts it? right now. Yeah. Uh -huh. Carrie Sanders, who lives his life in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll check in with him in a bit. Let's get your headlines. 7.30 now. And a second New York City police officer has died following last week's ambush shooting in Harlem. Officer Wilbert Mora was taken off life support yesterday after he underwent surgery to donate his organs. The 27-year-old officer was fatally shot along with fellow officer Jason Rivera as they were responding to a domestic disturbance call that happened last Friday. The gunman was shot by a third officer and later died. Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell called both officers heroes who were dedicated, courageous, compassionate, and loved by many. Also this morning, the Coast Guard is searching for 39 people off the coast of Florida. And the search comes after a good Samaritan rescued a man who was clinging to a boat. The man says he was part of a group of people who left the Bahamas on Saturday night, but their boat capsized after they ran into some severe weather. Hmm. The Coast Guard is calling it a suspected human smuggling case. Big changes are coming to the SAT. The College Board announcing yesterday the tests will go digital. That's starting in 2024. Students will take the standardized tests on laptops or tablets at testing centers. No more pencils, no more paper. The exam will be shorter also, two hours instead of three. And on the math section, calculators will now be allowed. Whoa. How about that? Do you kind of wish what? we had that? Yeah, yeah, the changes come as fewer and fewer colleges actually require SAT scores for admission. And we're all about 30 years too late for that change. Missed it. Uh, also this morning, Spotify taking heat once again over its most popular podcaster, Joe Rogan. Yeah, his latest critic is Neil Young, the rock icon, now threatening to leave Spotify over the spread of vaccine misinformation on the platform. NBC's Emily Akita joins us with that story. So, Emily, what does this mean? Like, no more rocking in the free world on Spotify? Good morning, guys. Well, as of now, you can still stream songs like Rockin' in the Free World and Heart of Gold, but perhaps not for long. Artist Neil Young at odds with Spotify's top-rated podcaster, Joe Rogan, who signed an estimated $100 million multi-year deal with the streaming service in 2020. My parents were vaccinated. I just said, I don't think that if you're a young, healthy person that you need it. 
This morning, Spotify's most popular podcaster, Joe Rogan, famously known for questioning vaccine safety, may have caused the streaming platform a rock icon. Neil Young demanding his music be scrubbed from Spotify in a since-deleted letter reported by Rolling Stone magazine. I am doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, Young wrote in a post NBC News has not viewed. The Harvest Moon singer reportedly putting forth an ultimatum. They can have Rogan or Young. Not both. The fallout on the heels of the podcast hosts continue controversial comments. It's a completely new kind of vaccine. The idea that people shouldn't be skeptical or nervous about that is kind of hilarious. A recent episode also featured a virologist who said Americans have been hypnotized into getting vaccinated. Those statements reaching that? Rogan's millions of the followers and driving between. a coalition of scientists and researchers to call on Spotify this month to establish a clear and public policy to moderate misinformation. We are not, again, asking for the censorship or removal or even deplatforming of a person or a podcast. We're asking for responsible actions to make sure that consumers of that information are properly warned. Even the 54-year-old's own battle with COVID stirring up controversy. Turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at him. Revealing he took ivermectin, which the FDA has approved to treat parasitic worms in humans, but not COVID-19. That decision blasted by radio host Howard Stern. I heard Joe Rogan was saying he I'm so I took a horse, horse dewormer. Yeah. And a doctor gave it to me. Well, well, a doctor would also give you a vaccine. So why, <laughs> why, why, why take horse dewormer? Rogan hosts a range of medical experts on his podcast and assures he's not anti-vax, sharing he nearly got vaccinated. Still, he has appeared to discourage young people from getting the jabs, to which Dr. Fauci told Savannah. Even if I get infected, I could do damage to somebody else, even if I have no symptoms at all. So you say young, healthy people should get vaccinated? Absolutely. So, Emily, uh, back to Neil Young for a second. He's made these kind of threats over music before, right? Yeah, that's right, Hoda. Back in 2015, the Grammy winner took his music off of Spotify, taking issue with the sound quality of the platform. But he ultimately relented, saying Spotify is where people get music. I should add, neither Neil Young nor Joe Rogan responded to our request for comment. And Spotify says it continues to update its guidelines. The platform has removed more than 40 of Rogan's episodes, though none for reasons related to the pandemic. Guys, back to you. All right, Emily. Uh, thank you so much. All right, well, I'm going to have to mm -hmm. download Harvest Moon. Yeah, because I can't live without that. Huh? <laughs> today. Coming up next, a trip to the beach sounds pretty good right now, especially in the dead of winter. But this morning, there are also new concerns about a growing number of shark attacks on U.S. beaches. Who else? Carrie Sanders live in Florida with everything we need to know right after this. We're back 739 this morning on In-Depth Today, a rise in shark attacks. Yeah, with travel restrictions in place at the start of the pandemic, fewer people were heading to beaches and swimming in the ocean. But now, as locals and vacationers return in force, the number of attacks are up. NBC's Carrie Sanders joins us from a beach in Florida with the details on it. Hi, Carrie. Good morning. Well, good morning, guys. You know, the statistics can sound concerning. More people attacked by sharks in 2021 than in the previous year. And 40% of the attacks last year happened in waters off of Florida. But the experts say there's a logical and easy to understand reason as to why. More people have come to the beach in 2021 than they did in the previous year of the pandemic. This morning, as many Americans plan a warm winter getaway, if you're headed to the beach, take note. 
Shark attacks are up, according to new research. There were 73 attacks in 2021, and in the year before, just 52. That's a 40% spike. We just look at unprovoked uh, bites where people are minding their own business, swimming or surfing. Gavin Naylor is the director of the Florida Program for Shark Research. Naylor says with fewer people at beaches because of COVID lockdowns, shark attacks had dipped significantly in 2020. So the increase is actually a return to normal pre-pandemic numbers, like in 2019, when there were 64 unprovoked attacks. So as we see more people in the last 12 months or so going back out, going to the beach, there's a correlation to the encounters with sharks? Absolutely. We believe that shark bites are really just the consequence of the number of sharks in the water at the same time as the number of people in the water. Of those 73 attacks last year, nine were fatal. It felt like a slight push and like a sharp mosquito bite. Nemanja Spasovic survived a terrifying attack off the California coast. He had been snorkeling, fishing for crabs when a great white bit. Nine people died in shark attacks last year. You could have been one of those. It was close. I, I'm super lucky. So yeah, like it, it is kind of... Uh... The reality and uh, it's like a scary fact. Nemanja says he has a scar but no limp and he's returned to surfing and crabbing. The majority of shark bites happen off Florida and many involve black tip sharks which migrate south close to shore. Still experts say attacks are very rare. There's no reason to think that if we're in the water they're hunting humans? Absolutely not, no. If, they, if sharks wanted to hunt humans, it would be so easy for them. We'd have thousands of bites every week because we're such easy targets for them, like little sausages in the water. Since they began keeping shark attack statistics back in 1882, there have been more shark attacks, 337 just north of me in Volusia County, Florida, than anywhere else. The experts say it's a case of the geography there. The sharks like to swim into that area, and it's the same area where there are great waves for surfers. Guys? All right, Carrie, thank you very much. We're just sausages <laughs> in the water. I know, that really got me. Yeah. I was like, he's lost it. Are you going to be able to do Can the weather? Do Just call me Mr. Kilbasa. <laughs> All right, anyway. Little sausages. Let, let's show you what's going on. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're watching this storm system, and, and what we're worried about is the Gulf Stream. The warm ocean water current along the East Coast provides energy and moisture for coastal storms. Well, guess what? Uh, the water temperatures right now, upwards of 10 degrees warmer than usual, near record conditions off Norfolk, all the way off the New England coast, and that provides energy for these systems. We are looking for this low to develop along the coast. It strengthens rapidly. We are talking about bombogenesis, a bomb cyclone, where the pressure drops more than 30 millibars in 24 hours. We could be looking at hurricane force winds and heavy snow, so we would be talking blizzard conditions. We just don't know where these are going to set up yet, but we are going to be watching this awfully closely as each model run comes in. Rest of the country, Arctic chill around the Great Lakes, some rain down in Florida, except for areas, light snow down through the southwest, and plenty of sunshine along the west coast. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, Al, thank you. Uh, coming up next, a class of one. That's right, David Ortiz, a.k.a. Big Poppy, the only player elected to the Hall of Fame inside that huge celebration after getting the call from Cooperstown and the controversial stars who won't be joining him right after this.
Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. We're saying good morning to our good pal, Carson Daly. Well, and I appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Voting for Baseball's Hall of Fame was unveiled overnight, and just one player was elected. That is Boston Red Sox legend Big Poppy David Ortiz. Yeah, big moment for Big Poppy. Also noteworthy though for who did not receive the call. NBC's Morgan Chesky is at the home of the Texas Rangers there. Good morning, Morgan. Hey guys, good morning. And some of those big names with controversial past can still technically get into the Hall of Fame, but their path in now gets a whole lot tougher. Meanwhile, for the Boston Red Sox slugger known as Big Poppy, David Ortiz is now officially part of baseball immortality. This morning, Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame adding one more name to the greatest to ever play the game. Is a feared slugger who performed his best on the biggest stage. David Ortiz, the Boston Red Sox slugger and 10-time All-Star known as Big Poppy. Yes! celebrating with friends and family in his native Dominican Republic. Ortiz, the only one of 30 candidates on the ballot to get enough votes, helped the Sox break an 86-year championship drought to win their first World Series in 2004. After the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013, he endeared himself to Red Sox Nation in this now famous speech. This jersey that we wear today, it doesn't say Red Sox. It say Boston. This is our... City. And nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. After his retirement, Ortiz was shot in the Dominican Republic in 2019, and what authorities now believe was a case of mistaken identity. The Hall of Fame announcement just as notable for who didn't get in. Some of baseball's biggest names, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, and Kurt Schilling, falling short in their final year of eligibility. When visitors go to the Hall of Fame, they'll say, hey, where's, where's the, uh, the greatest home run hitter of all time? Barry Bonds, not in. Bonds, Clemens, and Sosa still facing suspicions they use performance-enhancing drugs during their playing days. Clemens tweeting about the decision, writing, I would like to thank those who took the time to look at the facts and vote for me. Hopefully everyone can now close this book and keep the rise forward, focusing on what is really important in life. Reaction to Bond's big league snub, Swift. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes tweeting SMH for shaking my head. The debates have raged on since the the Hall of Fame opened up almost 85 years ago nearly. And uh, that's part of what makes this place so great. Now, in the case of Kurt Schilling, it has been prior comments that have been controversial regarding Muslims and the trans community that may be keeping him out. 
David Ortiz, just the fourth Dominican to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame, and that induction ceremony, guys, set for July 24th. Mm -hmm. All right, Morgan Chesky for us there. Morgan, thank you. The party Love goes the, on. Yeah. yeah. Love Love this remember, remember, he was, remember he was going to be live here, and then yeah, he was like, having no. too much fun? Like, yeah. Remember? No. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, he's still he's having fun. Yes. Congrats, Big Poppy. <laughs> guys, coming up, David Letterman back at 30 Rock. What? Inside Late Night's very big plans to celebrate the show's 40th anniversary. I'll tell you what we know about that. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated. All right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.